tight situations. I want to read one verse of scripture to you, 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse number 6. It says, when the men of Israel saw that they were in a tight situation, that's our subject today, tight situations. When they saw they were in a tight situation, the King James Version would say they were in a distressed situation. For their troops were hard pressed. Can we say those words together? Hard, hard pressed. They were hard pressed. Here was the response or reaction to being in a tight situation or being hard pressed. They hid in caves, holes, rocks, tombs, and pits or cisterns. They're in a tight situation, they're hard-pressed, and so the response was to hide. These are strong men. If you were to read these couple of chapters that talk about past victories, if you were to read about these men and their, their strength, how, how does a warrior end up hiding in a hole. But then I look at this story and I see that we're all susceptible. We're all susceptible to having moments or times where like these gentlemen, it, it may not be a cistern, it may not be a tomb, it may not be a literal cave or a hole, but we all have a tendency when we are hurting, when life is tough, we all have a tendency to hide. How, how does warriors end up in a place like this? The truth of the matter is that there are a lot of things to hide in life. I, I've met people that hide hurts, that hide pain, that hide pride. Some people hide, they hide sin. You can hide feelings. Someone could ask you how you're doing and you respond good, but it's not true. You have just mastered how to hide feelings. Some people hide frustrations. You could be ready to explode, you're a ticking time bomb. But, but you tell yourself, keep it under control. And, and the whole time, you're hiding frustrations. I've met people that hide in shame. I was reminded as I was studying for this message this week of a lady that I had talked with that went through a very horrific situation several years ago. One of the worst case scenarios that probably I've ever heard of in my years of pastoring. And she shared with me, Pastor Micah, I love that there's opportunities to watch online, whether or not it's TV or live stream or social media opportunities. She began to share with me, I love that I can join online. But in her explanation to me, it was this, she said, I just can't bear to walk into a room and see so many familiar faces that know me, 
and know what happened in my past. Because we all, if we're not careful, can hide in shame. I was reminded of a very successful business owner here in our region that shared with me when he went through a divorce that got so ugly, how he began to live in that season of life with hoodies. Every day he wanted to put a hoodie on. And even though he was successful in the house and the vehicles and the monies, he would talk to me about how if he went to a store, went to the theater, he always wanted to have the option or the opportunity to put the hoodie on so that in a way he could, he could stay in hiding. I think people hide fears. I think there are times that we want to hide our face. Where it may not be a hole or a cave or a cistern or a tomb. It might be Walmart or Kroger. Your job. Where if you see someone in an aisle, if, if you see them in a certain area, your first thought is, I've got to get out of here. I don't want to answer no questions. I don't want to explain anything. I don't have the time or the energy or I don't want to give the effort to go through all of this again. And in our own way, we go into hiding. The reality is that I've wanted to hide. There's things that can happen in your family. There's things that can happen in your life. And we, we could automatically think that hiding is the best option. Don't ask me those questions anymore. I don't want to talk about it. I want to rehearse. I don't want to rehash. I don't want to revisit. I don't want any more of it. I would rather hide. I've met a lot of people over the years in pastoring. I've met a lot of people that have made the decision or the choice to crawl into a cave. Why do we hide? Why do we hide? I think this verse of Scripture lets us into, although it's thousands of years old, I, I think it lets us into the principle of why people hide. How does a warrior end up in a cave or a cistern or a tomb? How? I think the verse tells us when they saw their situation. You see, when we, when we have those moments to see our situation, to observe our surroundings, for some it could be a doctor's report. It could be your bank account. It, it could be your family situation. I, I had just today, just today I had an individual that texted me and began to share with me, Pastor Micah, my, my parents three years ago, his sister, their daughter, in a one vehicle accident, the car explodes into flames, there's nothing left of his sister. And he began to share with me how traumatic that has been. But he continued on to share with me, Pastor Mike, it's not only what happened. It wasn't just one person that died that day. In his words, our whole family died. He shared with me how close that he was with his parents. His words were, we used to be like best of friends. And now we talked very little. There's not really any closeness there. 
Because in tough situations, when we observe, they saw their situation. Sometimes when you see your situation, it has a way of driving all of us into a hole. When I look at the word hide, and I ask myself, Micah, why do you hide? When I look at people that I have sat with in offices or coffee shops or homes, why do people hide? And just those four letters, H-I-D-E, hide. Why do people hide? I think the first thing could be we hide when it's hard. We hide when it's hard. The troops, in verse 6, it says the troops were hard-pressed. That word pressed, it would come from a word that you and I would use called pressure. Pressure. When the pressure gets on, parenting, you're thinking, my son, my daughter. When the pressure gets on in your job, your place of employment, The pressure begins to take place in your life and whether or not it gets to your mind or your heart, pressure can do a lot of things to people. And in this case, the pressure causes these warriors to end up in a hole. When something is under pressure, by definition, it's difficult to bear or endure, it's uncomfortable. Hard times begin to tell you and I how unfair life is. Hard times will get in your ear and tell you, how come, why, what if. As we get older, when you get corrected in life, look at how many times that someone could say, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have went there. And by nature, right? Because our tendency our tendency is to go into the hole. You could, you could tell people, don't get drunk in excess. It's not my words, that's what the Bible would say. Don't get drunk in, in excess. You lose self-control. You endanger your life and the lives of others. And, and yet you tell people that, you tell people, you shouldn't let it cross the line. And they could very easily say, Micah, who are you to tell me that? And the hole of the cave, it may not be like a literal hiding place. It could just be, I'll never go to that church again. I'm not going to listen to him again. You could sit down with people that are living together. And you could say God's preferred plan is for a man and a woman to be married. That's what the Bible would want. They could start saying, yeah, but for tax purposes or, you know, for disability reasons or You know, divorce is so expensive. We want to give it like a trial run. And you you could show them scriptures. You could show them the Bible and say, yeah, but this is what God would want. And people can actually get upset, like angry. Because sometimes correcting and challenging or conviction can make us want to go into a hole. You could tell people to live a generous life. That God wants you to honor him first with your giving. The first of all of your income. You should honor him first. And when you, right? Like like you should forgive somebody, whether it's your ex or people that have hurt you or let you down. And people will get really defensive, even though the Bible could say, love your enemies, pray for them. 
He'd be like, Micah, absolutely not. They're lucky I don't see them somewhere. I'm not praying for them. I'm not loving them. Why do we hide? Because life gets hard. When you look at life and chaos and circumstances and even the correcting or the challenging, those types of pain points or pressure points puts us into the pit. We hide in the hole. We actually think. We think when we go into this hole or cave out of sight, out of mind. We retreat when it's rough. No one evacuates when it's easy. We retreat when it's rough. We go into all kinds of holes. I read just recently how people, some people will actually use TV or movies as a way to, to almost soothe their soul. And, and some people, in the article I was reading, they don't even really like, like take what they're hearing or receive it. There's no educational value. It actually is a way for them to numb what they're going through. And so that will begin to talk to them in a way for them to almost tolerate or survive that season that they're in. Some people will retreat, if, if you would, to a phone. Others to a bed. Like they can't wait. It's not just that they're, it's not just at the end of the day and they're worn out. They actually can't wait to take something, drink something, what, what, whatever would cause them, if I can just sleep it off, as if in our minds that there is some way that I could go into a hole and leave my herd out here. But can I tell you today, when you go in the hole, the hurt goes in with you. You can actually become tormented in the tomb. When we read that verse of Scripture today, the Bible says these strong warriors, these men end up in a hole, a cave, a cistern. And notice what it says. Some of them actually went into tomb areas tombs. In other words, you could be alive, sort of like dead. You could be breathing. I want to help you today. I really feel the Holy Spirit, even as I'm sharing this. You could be going through life alive, breathing, but you have positioned yourself in dead places. When you hide, that doesn't mean you're healed. Just because I go in the hole, that doesn't mean that I'm better. Your wounds will begin to tell you that the hole is actually part of some type of self-preservation. Your pain will tell you that the hole is part of your healing. And so when things get hard, we hide. The second thing that I think causes you and I to hide is what I, what I would reference as, as insufficient. Insufficient. When you read this passage, you will find that they survey the situation. They begin to look at it not just like I can't. They begin to tell themselves we can't. There's a lot of they and them. And they begin to say we can't. 
Maybe today as you're listening to God's word, you're thinking we can't. Whether it's your marriage, whether it's your family, you're thinking we can't do this, Micah. Here's the danger of your pain becoming pluralized. This is really important. When your pressure becomes pluralized, what I mean by that is you begin to develop cave comrades. One of the worst things that can happen for you and I is to end up in a hole that we really have no intention of getting out of and then people begin to endorse the experience there. Cave comrades will begin to tell you, well, if I had an ex like that, I would hate them too. Cave comrades will begin to tell you, if I was married to him or her, Cave comrades would begin to tell you, nobody understands why you're mad. Nobody gets why you're bitter. No, no one understands. No one grasps the offense that you're carrying. And so cave comrades will begin to give cave compliments. And God's word could challenge you. Climb out. Get out. Get counseling. Find someone positive. Get connected to someone who can help you heal. But cave comrades will actually work against that and begin to tell you, no, you need to be stuck. They'll make you feel like if you did laugh, you'd feel guilty. If you did have joy or peace in your life, you would somehow not be paying honor or tribute to the past in your life and cave comrades will begin to pull you back down into the cave as if that is the place that is best for you and your future. They'll begin to have cave conversations with you. We would use, we would use a cliche like this, birds of a feather. They flock together. When you look at insufficient, if you've ever, hopefully not a lot, but if you've ever gone to an ATM machine and you've ever given your card to pay for a bill and they come back and they blame it on their system. We've been having some trouble with our system. They're covering for you, right? Aren't you thankful for all the times they've covered for you? I'm just kidding. Do you have another card, sir? (laughs) Do you want to wash dishes? Because you have insufficient funds. In other words, you, you could almost put the card in and try to get some peace, but there's no peace left. You want to get some rest? There is no rest. You're like, I really need some joy, Micah, but there's nothing left there. I think you hide when you feel insufficient, insecure, intimidated. In our final few minutes, I I think we hide the letter D. I think we hide when we're discouraged. When you're discouraged, demoralized, disheartened, you're in despair. Some people would actually say, Pastor Micah, I just, I just feel like my life, my marriage, my family, my mind is just so dampened. Like I, I just everywhere I go, it just feels so dampened. When you're discouraged, the darkness becomes your friend. You almost can't wait to hide in a hole 
because you begin to feel more comfortable in there. You almost feel like that is the place where you actually find the greatest connections. Like if I can just get to bed, if I, if I can just get to my phone, if, if I can just take that pill, if I can just have this drink, if I, like if I could just find myself alone by myself, When you're discouraged. Finally, the letter E. I think people hide when they're exhausted. Exhausted. You would probably word it something like this. I am so tired, tired of telling my child. If I've told them once, I'm so tired of trying to get intimacy or passion back in my marriage. I'm so tired of trying to overcome what happened five or 10 years ago. I'm so, I'm so tired, Pastor Mike, every time I hear a song, every time there's a smell, every time there's a reminder, I'm just so tired of dealing with this. And you and I will make some really crazy erratic decisions when we're exhausted. Tiredness will justify the tomb. Fatigue will take a toll on your fight. You know what I have found in all my years of pastoring? Is that most people never intended to live in a hole. They never dreamed. Talk, 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 to, talk to someone who's in a cave. Talk to someone who spends time in these dark spaces and places, and you will find they never dreamed it would end up like that. They never thought when they began to go down that road, they never even thought that was, that was on the inside of them. I ask, I ask people this week, share some tight situations, some tough situations with me. Because as I was preparing this, I, I just wanted to know the various reasons. Why do people hide? Why do people hide? We all do it at times. Why do people hide? Here was some of, here was some of the answers. Losing my 24-year-old daughter unexpectedly last year. File for divorce. My daughter, Abigail, left this earth August 8th, 2018, 21 years old. Overcoming sexual abuse and neglect, self-harm, depression, cancer, attempted suicide, divorce. My son passed away at nine and a half months old. I stood in line with three little ones to receive free food. You see, warriors never dream they're going through this. Warriors don't ever think that doctor's report's coming, that lost job. They don't, they don't think they're going to stand at a grave site. Warriors don't think they're going to be there with, with their little kids in the line. 
Divorced two times by the age of 23, had four kids. My dad was murdered when I was 11 years old, leaving my mom with four kids. Difficult divorce. Finding out, finding out my son had a birth defect that wasn't compatible with life. Making the decision to not have him for my own health. The guilt still has me paralyzed at times. I've wept several times this week as I've read these. There's more. I had numerous people inbox message me, just said they, they weren't up to sharing it publicly. They messaged me inbox. I've cried. On one hand, I'm thankful that people had the courage to talk about it because I was raised to where religion would almost tell you never to say anything. You definitely wouldn't admit any type of abortion issues or addiction issues. Or I've wept, I've prayed for you, I've cried. Because I know we're all susceptible to the cistern, the cave, the hole. These warriors, strong, probably never dreamed that they could end up there hard, insignificant, insufficient, insecure, discouraged, depressed, distressed, and I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Say, Pastor Micah, how did I end up there? That's how. That's how I ended up in the hole. When I was reading this story the other day, I was reminded that the enemy wants to keep you in the cave. The enemy wants to keep you in the cave. I think the enemy in this chapter and the following chapter wanted nothing more than for the Hebrews to stay in the hole. Because if the Hebrews stay in the hole, then the enemy has no fear of the Hebrews, the children of God, doing anything about it. Now, as I begin to go to the next verse and the next verse and the next verse, I have my big Bible my dad gave me in the 90s with pages falling out and I'm going to the next verse and the next verse. And all of a sudden I read in verse number 11 where the enemy said this, so both of them, it's Jonathan and another guy with him. So both of them let the Philistine garrison see them. And the Philistines, the enemy, the opposition. They said, behold, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes. The Hebrews are coming out of the holes. And I want to challenge, I want to challenge some wounded warriors today. I want to challenge some insecurities, some intimidated individuals, maybe even some hidden heroes, some discarded dreams. I want to challenge some people who have a call of God on their life. I want to challenge some people that, that the enemy is counting on you, never finding forgiveness. 
The enemy's counting on you never forgiving yourself. He's counting on parents never talking to kids again. Spouses never restoring a marriage. The enemy is counting on you never climbing out. 